Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me slash discord. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Jeremiah and Father Flint, when we left you last time, you were standing near the front desk at the Fulton Place Hotel in Oviedo, just beyond the lobby. Father, you had heard a noise like a loud banging on wood from inside your hotel room, 
and you believed that that noise came from behind a closed door at the end of a short corridor near where you stand now. The two of you hatched a plan that sent Isabel Fulton, the hotel proprietor, upstairs after you made a noise complaint about Johnny and Birdie with her crying. However, Isabel's daughter Nina once again popped up to surprise you from behind the desk, and she is now watching you intently as she steps around the desk to approach you. What would you like to do? Maybe if we just act super manic, which we are. We know that we heard a noise. We need to check it out. We just start kind of walking towards it. We walk in. What is she going to really do? Kill us, maybe. And all we have to do is turn around and be like, oops, wrong way. Never stayed in this hotel before and go back to the stairs. I like that plan. Okay. So let's just go to the door. Sorry, we heard a noise. It sounds like it's coming from here. Do you want to try to open that door real fast? Let's just let's just see if it's... Yeah, in- let's just do it. Let's do it. Let's hey. do it. Oh. Nope. Hey, stop. Nope. Hey, you can't go in there. Where, 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 why? We're already in. Sorry, we're already in. We're already looking. Oh, we're all the way in. No, we're all the way in. No, hello. Oh, no, we opened the door. We're in here. Oh, no. We accidentally (laughs) opened it. Oh, God. (laughs) Looks like we're in the room now. Fucking. Mom. Three Stooges shit is going on. I'm doing a dance in the room right now. Look at me. (laughs) Okay, so the door is locked. Okay, so it's locked. Good to know. You got all the way to the door and jiggled the handle, maybe. But it looks like you're going to need a key or some brute force to get in there without Nina's help. You guys, that area's off limits. You can't go in there, mister. Why not? Why not? That door's not for guests. It goes to the storeroom. What's in the storeroom? Yeah, what could be making a noise like we heard in the storeroom? What noise? I've been behind the desk all night, and I haven't heard anything. You didn't hear no big, loud crash? No, nothing like that. Like boom? No. Like bang? Nuh-uh. Like pow? No, sir. It's been quiet tonight. Do you have the key to this storeroom? Can, is there any way we can check it out? It was kind of keeping us up, and we really just need to, to know what's happening. Otherwise, we probably can't get a good night's sleep tonight. There's nothing happening. Do you hear anything now? You know what? Just talk to my mother when she gets back. You're old enough to run this place. You can let us in or not. Mister, I ain't letting you in there. Y'all get on to bed. Wes, give me a psychology check for Jeremiah. You seem to be testing Nina a little bit here. Molly, I passed. 53. Okay, On the success, Jeremiah, you did notice that Nina's eyes kept moving back to the door during your conversation. She's keeping something from you, but overall she's playing it pretty cool. Why'd you look at the door like that when you said it? The door y'all were trying to bust down? Gee, I don't know. Uh, No, you looked at the door real weird. You know what you did. What is it you're looking for from me? We're looking for whatever made that noise. You know what happened. Why don't you tell us what's in there? It's nothing. Or at least nothing you need to know about. What? What's in there? You could tell us. Linens, dry goods, just things we need around the hotel. Say, how much have y'all had to drink tonight? 
We ain't been partaking in none of that. Stuff we're on makes us like real, real acute and tuned in. (laughs) Okay. Well, since you're so tuned in to what's going on, why don't both of you give me listen rolls? Hell yeah. I rolled a 19, motherfucker. I got 59, which is a fail. Okay. Father, you're distracted by this little girl, Nina, who's yelling after you. (laughs) Great. But Jeremiah, you hear what seems like the faint sound of a horse's whinny. That's not coming from the hitching post outside. Is it possible that it's coming from behind the door? That would be weird, right? Yes. (laughs) That is a little bit odd, I'd say. Would you like to do anything about that? (laughs) Burn this motherfucker down and leave. (laughs) The end. (laughs) Great episode, guys. We'll go ahead and wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) How sturdy a door are we dealing with? It's a solid door. If you're going to try to break in while it's locked, at a minimum, you'll probably both need to succeed in strength checks. Can we go get Lance and throw him through it? (laughs) No, yeah, that's an automatic success, but you would need to talk him into that. Does the little girl have a key to this door as well, or is maybe the key behind the desk or something? Or It's a good thought. You don't know if Nina has it, but there must be a key around here somewhere. Okay. Oh, fun. While you work that out with little Nina, let's cut to Johnny, who had heard a knock at the door after reading through his spell book. Uh, who is it? Mr. Rhodes? It's me, Isabel, from the front desk. Uh, ma'am, we don't need no towels. Try and get some sleep. Thank you. No, it's not that. It's about the baby, sir. What's wrong with the baby? She's fine. May we chat for a moment, sir? We've had some complaints. Johnny doesn't undo the little chain lock and just (laughs) cracks it open a little bit. What is it, ma'am? I'm sorry to disturb you, but we've had some inquiries about noise coming from your room. Has that adorable little girl of yours been fussy? Ma'am, I ain't never heard this baby cry, and I mean that sincerely. (laughs) Come over here. He lets her in. You come to. I dare you to try to make this baby cry right now. Oh, shit. (laughs) Sir, I won't do anything like that, but I simply cannot refuse a chance to hold her. She's such an angel. Killer birdie. I would like to be clear, by the way. Johnny packed all that stuff back up. Oh, sure. None of Johnny's oddities are lying out in the open. And you're sure she wasn't crying? More than one person suggested that she was quite loud. Uh, ma'am, she ain't been crying in a fortnight as far as I know. Are your friends of sound mind, Mr. Rhodes? I don't know which friends you mean, and I assure you they are not. I'll be frank with you, Mr. Rhodes, since this involves your child. Uh Uh-huh. 
The father and the elderly gentleman in your party came down to the front desk quite recently to complain about your baby's persistent crying. They requested that I speak to you on the matter. Oh, you know what? She was crying, and I do apologize. Uh, she, yeah, the colic. She got that colic. Oh, dear. But you, we, we done, I gave her some colic medicine. We, we're all right now, but, you know, I appreciate their concern. Can I pour you a drink? Oh, no. I appreciate your offer, but I really must get back to the front desk. I left Nina on her own. Oh, Nina's all right. She's, she, you know what? Be good for her to run the hotel a bit. Uh, I'm tell you what, I'm bored as hell. What about some dominoes? That's tempting, sir, but not tonight. But perhaps I could watch after your baby tonight if you'd like to rest. Uh, yeah, if you wouldn't mind, uh, if you could pick her up and see if you could get her to calm down for a second. I'm, I've been trying to rock her and stuff, and you can see she's just a mess. Hmm. Well, okay, I suppose I can rock her a bit. Come here, sweetie. Isabel reaches down toward the drawer to pick up Birdie, who remains expressionless. She has that thousand-yard stare she sometimes does. Isabel begins gently rocking Birdie back and forth to a tender lullaby. See, I, I told you, she, it's that colic, ma'am. I'm terribly sorry, sir. It's been a while since I've done this. Ma'am, what the hell did you do? <laughs> I don't know, Mr. Rhodes. I've always been good with children. G- give me that, girl. What the hell are you doing? Isabel will reluctantly hand Bertie over to Johnny now. There you go, Bertie. Daddy's here. It's all right. Don't, don't you worry about that mean lady. Again, I'm sorry, and uh, if that's all, I'll return to the desk. That's all right. Uh, you can make it up to me. Uh, could you run down to that uh, that there saloon and get me another one of them ham steaks? I'm afraid the saloon will be closed at this hour. May I bring you a glass of water? Uh, m- maybe maybe a, a glass of warm milk ought to calm the baby down pretty good. But first, uh, could you do me one favor? I, I tell you what, I apologize, but I'm terribly concerned about my compatriot in the next room over. Would you mind checking in on the sheriff and making sure she's all right? I can do that. Is there something wrong with the sheriff? Oh, she was terribly upset. I think this hotel's giving her nightmares or something. Oh, that's awful. How could the hotel do that? I, I couldn't tell you, but... <laughs> I assure you, I'm definitely not stalling for time. I would appreciate it if you checked in with her. (laughs) I'll stop by on my way downstairs, but I imagine she's asleep by now. Good night, Mr. Rhodes. Let's go back to Father Flint and Jeremiah, who are downstairs with Nina. What are the two of you up to now? She's, what, like five paces away from us? 
she's about ten feet from you. Okay, five paces. Um, <laughs> that's right, four or five paces. You know, with Eric, measurements aren't my strength. So, do you think a spot hidden roll would be effective in order to see if maybe she has the keys on her person or a set of keys on her person? I have a seventy firearms. Would that work? <laughs> it probably would be effective, depending on your goals. As far as Nina's concerned, you don't see any keys on her, and you don't need to roll for that. She's carrying a book, but you don't see anything clipped to a belt. There are no visible pockets on her dress. You probably don't think she has the keys. What are you reading? Oh, this? It's none of your business. I've never heard of that book. <laughs> Yes, that's a, it's a weird title. Why do you care? Um. So as as Wes is asking these questions, I am kind of walking closer there you and go. trying to get okay. at least a glimpse of behind the desk or like around the desk, seeing if there's any keys. You know, sometimes there's there's keys behind desks. It's a good idea, especially in hotels. I'm just a bit of a reader myself and wanted to know if it was any good. You don't look like much of a reader. <laughs> yeah, I have a suit on. Oh, that's true. I look good. Give me a spot hidden roll as you're getting closer to that desk, Father Flint. You never know what you might find. I rolled a 21. That's a regular success, okay. And as you peer over and around the front desk with Nina distracted, Father Flint, you do see a key ring hanging from an ornamental hook on the far end of the desk. It wouldn't have been surprising if you'd missed that amid all the clutter on that side. And so it's like one key ring with multiple keys on it. How many keys are we talking about? It looks like there's about 10 keys on there. That's a lot of keys. Shit. Okay. That's a lot of keys. How far away is it from me in terms of like how how many paces? <laughs> how many paces? Let me convert everything into paces. <laughs> uh, the key ring is two or three paces from you. What kind of action would it take for me to grab it? You can take those easily. It's just a matter of whether Nina is going to notice. You could roll stealth. And then what's the consequence of that? Because she's 13. I don't know. I don't know. I think we've established she does have family in the area. So best case scenario is me rolling under a 20. How much luck do you have? Let's see. Oh, I have great luck. I have 24 luck left. So if I need to push something, I could. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's sad that that's great luck for our party. How you feeling about rolling? I'm feeling pretty good. What's what's worse that's going to happen? A 13-year-old is going to start screaming? I mean, I've got a gun. Fuck it. Go for it. Okay. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) No, I'm not going to shoot her, but I can shut her up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Just like Sam. Okay, this is... Let's see what happens. Okay. I rolled... I rolled an eight. Legit... A zero, zero, eight. Yes, you did! (laughs) That's a hard success. (laughs) Hell yes. Okay. 
This is how we die, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to open the door to the portal to hell. Please describe how Father Flint is stealthily taking these keys. Yeah, I mean, I'm just being super casual in terms of how I'm walking. Um, she's not really noticing it, and I just kind of go up behind the desk, grab the keys, and walk away in a way that she doesn't know that I have keys. And I'm not making a big deal about it. I'm not trying to jangle. I'm kind of holding all ten keys together so that they're not making any noise while I walk. So I saw this, though, right? I know what's happened. <laughs> yeah, Jeremiah definitely saw this happening kind of over Nina's right shoulder. Okay, so I can be like, well, I guess you're not that much of a reader. <laughs> we'll just be going on to bed. Yeah, and on your way back, Father Flint, riding that success from your spot hidden previously, you see some interesting drawings mm -hmm. among this pile of notes that's strewn across a small desk. Typically, it would be out of sight from guests. It's, it's just a glimpse, but the drawings look like anatomical sketches of human and animal bodies. Like something you might see in a science text. Cool. There's a little bit more. One of those drawings reminded you of that charcoal sketch that Johnny drew of his horse over at the general store, but it had labels all over it. Again, this was a fleeting glimpse, so you might not be sure what to make of it. Great. Um, so I guess Fun. we return to our room and let what's-her-name finish the rounds and maybe then talk about what we do after that. That sounds fine. And Nina calls out as the two of you walk away from the desk. Sleep it off, fellas. Now let's head back upstairs, where Isabel is standing outside of Ellie's room, lightly rapping on the door. <sighs> <laughs> Fine. I hope you got that. Yeah, that definitely did. Hello, Ms. Bishop? I guess I'm going to get up and answer the door. What choice do I have? Yes? Are you peeking out the door like Johnny? No, just open it. I'm not scared. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm just, I just want to sleep. Yeah, so you throw the door open. <laughs> Isabel can tell she woke you up because you look the way people do when they've been disturbed from sleep. That's a lie. I always look fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terribly sorry to disrupt your rest, Miss Bishop. Uh, Mr. Rhodes next door asked me to check on you. Is everything okay? Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't it be okay? Uh, he said you were having bad dreams? Oh, I'm sure he was just joking. That would be an odd joke. Uh, I don't think he was joking. Well, he was. <laughs> <laughs> she, she kind of looks around you to see inside the room. How long have you all known each other? Oh, about a year. <laughs> <laughs> a week, a year, who's counting? Uh, you can find us down at the front desk all night if you need anything. Mr. Rhodes' baby has a bit of a colic. Uh, I hope you understand. But she's calm for now. If it becomes a problem, we can relocate you to a standard room on the other side of the hotel. Now y'all have a good rest of the night. 
Well, I appreciate it, ma'am. Thank you. Isabel is going to reluctantly back away from the door into the hallway. And then I'm just going to slam it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Johnny, you'll hear the door slam being right next door, but you'll also hear Father Flint and Jeremiah coming up the stairs. Jay, give me a listen roll for Lance to see if you hear that door slam. I'm going to need a hard success, though, as a consequence of that fumbled listen roll from last time. Lance is in a deep sleep. I got a 78. I need, I need my sleep to recover a uh, hit point. Exactly. You have a long recovery ahead. Father Flint and Jeremiah, you can see Isabel before she sees you. Um, okay, so cool. So we were successful with getting the keys, but now we have to get past her. But really... But you are a pastor. Okay. Oh, Chuck. Yeah, we just got to go to the room and figure out what we're going to do. With her coming down and us then going up at goodnight, there's no way that she'd be like, wait, you know, like, let's just get to our room. And then if she, she figures out the keys are gone, whatever, after we're already gone. But she shouldn't know that by the time. I she- agree. I don't think this would seem all that peculiar to her. All right, let's do a non-peculiar passing, please. Sure, and when you pass Isabel, she gives you a very brief report to tell you everything's okay with Birdie. Johnny, you heard Ellie slam the door a moment ago, and now you've heard a conversation going on in the hallway. You can ignore all that or take a peek out the door. You want to tell me why I lied to that nice lady just now? And then I kind of hold, I hold up a set of keys. <laughs> there was a big old crash below our room, and we tried to go into a door, and they tried to stop us, so there's something in there, so Flint snatched the keys, and we're gonna go looking. How much coke you boys been doing? Enough. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> what exactly is the plan now? We only got so far as to open the door. Well, I got myself a baby up here, and uh, I ain't going with you. Oh, we'll just go back to the room. Yeah. Sure, and then you can all retire for the night. Are there locks on our doors? Yes, there are. Okay. I'd like to lock my door and keep my (laughs) uh, gun close to me. Okay, yeah, in case someone comes looking for those keys. Uh, exact same. Can we board up any windows? Is there any way we can? Oh, that's great. That's a great idea. I want this room barricaded. You can probably push some furniture up against those windows and the door. You're in the suite, so you have a nice big table, some chairs, and a wardrobe. Are you just going full paranoia? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone eventually falls asleep and you'll regain one hit point from the rest if you need it. I have decided not to leave Birdie in the drawer. Uh, She and I are co-sleeping tonight. Oh, okay. That's sweet. That's cute. So Birdie and I get a hit point back. Are we tracking Birdie's stats? (laughs) (laughs) I might have some stats for Birdie. (laughs) Oh, jeez. And they're they're horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Her Cthulhu mythos is off the charts. <laughs> Her strength is 100. <laughs> Johnny, you're in and out of sleep for the rest of the night. 
And there's one thing that happens during co-sleeping that's probably going to stick in your craw. You're halfway between a nightmare and consciousness when you could swear, Johnny. You think Birdie... She wet the bed. It's not a big deal. She's young. ...was kind of levitating above the bed. Uh, huh. I don't want to nitpick. Can I dig down on kind of think she was levitating? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it was an odd feeling because you rolled to your left where Birdie was on the bed and she wasn't there. In fact, you thought maybe she fell on the floor at first. (laughs) And she was up on the ceiling. Yeah. But then it felt to you, Johnny, like she just floated down back on top of you. Huh. So then I ask her if she wants to do the airplane thing and she just floats on into the ceiling. You were just out of sleep. Like I said, you were disoriented. It, it probably didn't even happen. Yeah, probably not. Is she an X-Man? Hmm. <laughs> it's too early to tell. The school hasn't been established yet. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's true. That's canonical. That's right. But why don't you give me a sanity check, Chuck? That's a 41. That's a pass. Okay. Johnny convinces himself that in this feeling of being in between dreaming and reality, that nothing unusual actually happened. Sure. Most of parenting is somewhere between dreaming and reality. (laughs) None of your windows directly face the rising sun, but daylight does begin filtering into your rooms around 6.30 in the morning. Ellie, of course you had that nightmare last night. Sure. And when you wake up, you discover that pages from Kate's journal have been torn out of the book and scattered across the floor of this hotel room. And I'll ask you for a sanity check, Alex, for Ellie upon seeing this. Well, I got a 34. What happens if you match it? You pass then. Cool. I'm going to take one point because this is unnerving. (laughs) What? (laughs) Because fuck you. You were the only person in the room when this happened, as far as you know, and the journal is torn to pieces. You saw it intact just last night with your own handwriting all over the pages. I mean, can I investigate it and see if like anything's been taken or if anything's been written on it or something? As far as you can tell, there isn't any new writing beyond what you found in the night. But are the pages intact, mostly? Some of the pages are mostly there, and some are ripped apart. You could try to reconstruct the journal, but that might take some effort. Library use. <laughs> do it. Do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it now. Give me library use. <laughs> God. <laughs> yes. The worst stat in this game. 75. <laughs> well, that's certainly a fail. Against your base skill level. (laughs) Neat. Ellie tries to get things back in place, but she has a really difficult time with the order and even the orientation of these pages. This isn't something you're going to be able to do without spending an inordinate amount of time. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I'm just going to move on from that then. Okay. <laughs> I mean, is there anything else in my room in disarray? No, everything else seems to be how you left it. Is there continental breakfast? Ooh, continental. They've made it clear that we are getting breakfast at this joint. Yeah, breakfast is included. Uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and head downstairs. Uh, and I'm going to see if I can find Isabel. Sure, that won't be difficult at all. You head downstairs with Birdie, I assume. And Isabel is standing off to your left behind the front desk. And she gives you a friendly wave and points over to the other side of that big fireplace that divides the lobby. Breakfast is on the communal table. Uh, thank you, ma'am. Uh, if you don't mind, I had a question for you real quick. Yes, what is it, Mr. Rhodes? Does this town have anything by way of, like, a Montessori school? <laughs> I, I have reason to believe, based on a dream I may or may not have had last night, that my child is gifted, and I thought maybe it might be time to get her some schooling. I'm afraid I don't know what that is. Montessori, ma'am. Montessori, it's a teaching style popularized in Italy, possibly after today's current date, now that I think about it. <laughs> we do have teachers in town, but your baby is far too young for schooling. Oh, yeah, I, I assure you she is quite gifted. Yes, I'm sure she is. She, uh, she is rising well above her current grade. Maybe Nina can sit with her later today. She's very bright. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, sure, that seems fine. Okay, you see Nina roll her eyes <laughs> sitting behind the desk. You know what? Uh, I'll find something. That's fine. We prepared a feast for your group with plenty of breakfast ale. Let us know if there's anything else you need. Oh, oh it's like you've been reading my journal. Uh, thank you kindly, ma'am. I'll help myself. Johnny, when you work your way over to that side of the lobby, you find a long wooden table with a wonderful spread. There are place settings for everyone. There's a pot of coffee next to the ale. You see and smell platters overflowing with eggs and sausages, biscuits and jam. It looks great. Yeah, I'm going to help myself to a coffee. I'm giving a cup of coffee to Birdie as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just want to see how mad Ellie gets. <laughs> you, you Now you see the whites all the way around her pupils as she stares at you. <laughs> see, I have to peel her off the ceiling yet again. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Ellie, she's already awake trying to sort out that journal. What would you like to do, Alex? Is Ellie wondering how Birdie's doing? I feel like he's just stolen her from me, so I'm just trying to move on. Yeah, it has been rough. I stole my child from you. <laughs> Your child. <laughs> you heard me. Yeah, I want to go to the lobby. Okay. Ellie's going to walk down the staircase, and you can smell those summer sausages. They're amazing. <laughs> And the first thing you're going to see is, is Johnny offering coffee to Birdie. <laughs> okay. They're seated near the end of a large table. Does it at least have milk in it? Oh, of course. Sure. Let's say there's something resembling creamer that was on the table. Jesus. 
it might be surprising that she accepts some of that, Johnny. You'll remember she rejected the milk earlier. <laughs> She's into the coffee. <laughs> okay, so she is my child. <laughs> it's I wouldn't say she's into it, but she did. She didn't reject it. <laughs> How about everybody get down in this room so he can spring whatever this trap is on us? <laughs> yeah, so we can die. Oh boy, real excited to get up and go have breakfast downstairs. You ready to go, Flint? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for those cinnamon rolls. I'm sure they have them here. The two of you will head downstairs, and you will see Johnny and Birdie with Ellie by their side. They're beginning to enjoy breakfast, which you see laid out all across this table. The aroma is heavenly. I can't overstate it. And is Lance going to be following close behind? Yes. I am feeling very refreshed. They have just about everything Lance could want from a hearty breakfast. Rumplement shots and edibles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not everything. But Nina does trudge out from the door next to the front desk, and she slides this platter of hot pancakes onto the table. You can see the steam rising off of them. Here you go, folks. Let us know if you need anything else. Do you have ham steak, perchance? On second thought, Lance isn't impressed by the spread at all. <laughs> she rolls her eyes a little bit and then walks off. Jeremiah is sipping nervously between a glass of ale and a cup of coffee. He's trying to like really mix the chemicals to get the right fucking um, zone in. And he's just kind of like looking at his food and kind of picking at it. Okay, you continue the meal and you're welcome to converse about anything that's happening or you can move on with your day, whatever you'd like. All right, well, then let's go check out the church. What do y'all think? Ooh, church. Let's do it. Yes. I'm st strapping Birdie into the uh, the baby Bjorn. Oh, sure. Yeah. Got to go hands-free. She's shaking like a leaf. <laughs> That's my girl. The party finishes up and exits through the front doors of the hotel. And again, there's almost no activity going on outside. This town sucks. You can clearly see the church from here. It's the jewel of the town, overlooking everything from a foothill on this mountainside. This is going to be an uphill trek. You can make out what might be a stone path of stairs running up that hill. I think I'll take Sinead. Good, good call. Okay, well, she's probably not going to be able to help you with those stairs. You should take your horse. Yeah, I think I would like to take Sinead, Cup. <laughs> You're so paranoid. I would like to take Sinead, Cuppy Cup. So I will go to where I left Sinead and assume that she is still there. So Johnny walks around the southeastern corner of the hotel, and the animals start to come into view... Johnny will notice pretty quickly that Sinead is missing. You piece of shit. Oh, no. All of the other animals are there, but Sinead is just gone. You don't even see the rope she was tied off with. It's like she was never there. It's just me that you do this to. <laughs> I'm going back into the inn. I'm 
busting through the door and I'm saying, where's my horse? My horse has been stolen. Isabel looks up from the desk, looking mildly concerned. I'm sorry. Uh, what did you say, Mr. Rhodes? My horse has been stolen. Where is it? I don't know. Uh, let me take a look. Nothing worse than a horse thief. Mm-hmm. Nina, watch the desk. Isabel's going to quickly walk out from behind the desk and make her way toward that hitching post. Is everyone heading back outside or is it just Johnny? I think we all need to stick together at this point. We had some wrestlers in the past. Thought they all got run out of town. Mm-hmm, no doubt. Hmm. Can you give me a detailed description so I can put the word out to everyone? You have seen the horse. Should we just tell him? All right, let's tell this dude. Hey, Johnny, come back here. Yeah, what's that? Hey, Johnny, keep your voice real down low. Okay. <laughs> Jeremiah, I really don't have time for this. I gotta find Sinead. It's, it's about Sinead. Yeah, Johnny, I thought I heard a horse noise coming from behind that door last night. Yeah, and I saw a drawing that was pretty weird behind the front desk. It kind of looked like your horse. You know, you... God damn it. All right. Johnny storms up. Seems to me we ought to go ahead and investigate the grounds. That's a fine idea, Mr. Rhodes. Let me see if I can identify any trail the thief might have left. Uh, there's prints going in every direction. Such a mess. I'll ask around. Maybe Charlie at the corral or the sheriff could give us some insight. I think we should tear the walls down off of that joint till we find my horse. The hotel? Well, I'm sure the thieves are far away by now. Can I help you get another horse? <laughs> I'm not interested in another horse. I'm interested in you doing your job. I'm doing my best to help you here, Mr. Rhodes. Please work with me here. I'm just not seeing anything helpful out here. I think we ought to check uh, the entire building. This is a horse, though. I'm thinking we should look for a place somebody may have led the horse. I was thinking maybe we should look where somebody might have hid the horse. It'd be preposterous to hide a horse in here. We ain't got the space. Well, then it shouldn't be no trouble for us to look around. It won't take but a minute. Okay. Go ahead and look around, Mr. Rhodes. All right. What would you like to do? Go inside to take a look. Isabel follows you inside the hotel and starts aimlessly walking around the lobby, looking up at the ceiling. Uh, maybe we ought to check, you know, I don't know... Check back in the kitchen, back in the back, maybe behind whatever that door is right there. There's barely room to fit a dog in there, let alone a horse. No way for us to know that until we see it, ma'am. She starts to poke around, looking behind the front desk, and then she makes a visit to the kitchen area. She shrugs her shoulders at you as she walks back out to the lobby. Oh, hey, Nina. We're trying to help Mr. Rose find his horse inside. <laughs> I don't know if I'm stalling or she is at this point. I think we all know where this is heading, but I'm going to take it to this yeah. inevitable conclusion. Right. So it seems like we've checked everywhere here on the ground floor except for uh, behind that door there. Uh, Ma'am, if you wouldn't mind unlocking this door for us. Okay, then, Mr. Rhodes. Let me go get the keys. 
Isabel goes behind the front desk and her face turns pale when she realizes the keys are missing. Nina, do you have the key? Nina just shakes her head no. It's the strangest thing. The keys are missing. They were just here last night where they always are. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's probably no, no trouble. Uh, me and my boys can probably knock it down. And if there's any damage, we can go ahead and recompense you for that. I told you, there's no room for an animal that size in there. She's a slight horse. <laughs> What's she? <laughs> Maybe we should go get the sheriff or even the blacksmith. Uh, yeah, just as soon as we get this door off its hinges, we can go ahead and uh, do whatever it was you were going to do. Please give me a fair chance to find the keys before you tear apart my hotel. Why, and if we can't find them, we'll go ahead and take this thing down and we'll give her a good look. Yeah, do I have the key or no? Yeah, of course you do. You have the whole ring of keys unless you left those up in your room. So then we should be angling to knock down the door. Or you should be angling to wait until she's fucking distracted and put them somewhere where they're obvious. That's a good point. I'll I'll take her back to the kitchen. Let's look at that kitchen one more time, man, for them keys. Okay, Mr. Rhodes. I was in there last night, so that might be a good idea. And she'll lead Johnny back to the kitchen area. So what would it take for me to... Because I can't put it back on the key ring because she just looked at the key ring. and right. So it needs to just be kind of like haphazardly somewhere on the desk, right? I should remind you that Nina is usually sitting there behind the desk. Can someone just like yell and Nina look the other way and I can just put it like behind <laughs> a, like a book or something on the desk? I got you. All right. Uh, I kind of nudge you, Wes, just so that you kind of... Right. And I kind of... You know what's happening. Right, I give you a nod. You show me the keys. And I'm like, all right. Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, God! And I just, like, <laughs> reach, reach down and grab my knee. Okay. Uh, so that does at least draw Nina's attention in that direction. Yeah, and while she's not looking, I'm just putting it in the corner of the desk. Okay, and there are some papers and books on the desk. If you'd like to hide them poorly... Like under a couple pieces of paper. Yeah, you can throw them right up there while Nina looks at Jeremiah, who is holding his knee now. I mean, it's not throwing because I don't want it to jangle or anything. It's true. It's true. gingerly placing. Let's let's clarify that. But yes. In the meantime, Isabel is searching the kitchen with Johnny and not finding anything of interest. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go. Let's go check that uh, that front room one more time, and then I guess we'll just. Call this a bust. Maybe we'll bust that door down. Mr. Rhodes, I'll track down the blacksmith. Our tools are locked in that storeroom, but he'll be able to help us open up that door. Maybe even today. Sure, sure. I understand, man. Jeremiah on the ground, wincing in pain, like gestures to the desk to Johnny. Oh, <laughs> uh, ma'am, I, you mind if I just, I'm just going to shuffle through these papers. It could have gotten lost here somewhere. And I do so. <laughs> Johnny, you obviously find that ring of keys. Uh, is this the one? Oh, yes. Those are the keys. I wonder how they got there. Hand me the keys and we can take a quick look for your peace of mind. Johnny, you should just 
just open the door. Just go yeah, and start not, using the keys. Yeah, I, I'll go ahead and get it, and I go ahead and walk over there and start putting the key in the door. And I turn it and open it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Suit yourself. It looks to everyone else in the lobby like Isabel's trying to decide what to do here. And she ends up hanging back a bit. Hey, uh, Lance, Jeremiah, you, you want to come with? I could use a extra all of your eyes, Ellie, Flint. Yeah, we coming. Shouldn't a couple of us stay up so that you don't get locked in? <laughs> Did you just say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is anybody else coming with me? Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I think considering the low amount of health I have, I should probably stay and keep watch up top. Yeah, I'm going to stay up here as well, just so Lance doesn't have to be alone. Okay, so Flint, why don't you come with us? I can go down. Yeah, I can come down. And the other two, that's fine. All right. Uh, so I guess we'll just kind of chill. Okay, Lance and Ellie decide to stay in the lobby. We'll check back with you two in a bit. Isabel is quietly talking to Nina behind the front desk now. And Johnny, as you open that freshly unlocked door and step inside the room, Jeremiah and Father Flint are following close behind. You step onto a small landing and see stairs leading down to a basement level. You're getting a small amount of daylight through the lobby windows, but there's also a pair of lanterns hanging on the wall here that you could light. Okay. Can we take those lanterns off the wall? Yes, you can pull those down and take them with you. So uh, I'm going to grab one. I'm going to grab one. (laughs) Maybe you ought to go first then. All right. Let's go down the stairs then. Right? Well, it's up to y'all. You don't have to go down there. No, we're going in. We're going down the fucking stairs. We stole the keys. What are you talking about? As you walk down the stairs you'll see that this is opening into a fairly large room. There are stacks of books and newspapers lining the entry, creating these short, maybe three-foot-high walls on each side. They're blocking the light a bit. It's a little warmer down here than you might expect, and the smell is alarming. There's something hanging in the air. It's almost sweet and perfumey. You smell that? I smell that. It smells a little bit like a, like a lady of the night, if you know what I mean. How do you know what you mean? How do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't necessarily know what you mean, but I'm curious how you know what you mean, because you're a priest. I thought by now we've established that maybe Father Flint is not... Um... Oh, maybe that since you know exactly what cocaine smells like, never mind that question. <laughs> right. Jeremiah was still holding out a little hope that Father Flint was at least chaste. (laughs) Right. Everything Um, but the pleasures of the flesh. Right. (laughs) Maybe perfume was misleading. It's it's more of a chemical odor that's masking something else far worse. What would you like to do? Yeah, we're fanning out a little bit and kind of expanding the lantern light. But um, how how big is this room? You feel like it's quite large, stretching well beyond the radius of your lantern light. Maybe it's the size of two hotel suites? 
it's not consistent at all with Isabel and Nina's descriptions of a small storage room. And that's it? There's no other doors or uh, stairs in this room? You don't see anything like that yet, but you've just stepped into the room and other things are grabbing your attention. Tell us about those. So what is catching our attention? Yeah. Yeah. Well, on your left, you'll see a long metal table and there's a tidy collection of scissors and knives and saws and other surgical instruments. Those are on the end closest to you in a wooden case. The case is open. It has metal handles. And beyond that, behind the table, you see a shelving unit. Hmm. And you see rows and rows of glass flasks. Those are filled with chemicals that are not immediately identifiable to any of you. If you track your lantern light along the table, you'll now begin to pick up a trail of dark blood. It runs underneath a plate with a half-eaten sandwich. How fresh? Is there mold on it? No, it looks fresh. This is probably less than three days old. Beyond the plate, you're seeing scattered animal body parts. You son of a bitch. And they all come into view at once. You're taking it all in. There's a goat's ear, a bovine tail. Uh Uh-huh. The whole head of a rabbit. Oh. A mutilated squirrel. Okay, I thought you were going to show me Mr. Riggles' head, and I was about to... Jeremiah, you zero in on this taloned foot. Maybe it belonged to a hawk at one point. And you, you could swear that the longest toe twitched. In fact, you even heard the nail scrape the metal tabletop. I'll ask for a sanity check from all of you on seeing this table. Jeremiah, since you were the first one and saw the talon, uh, you may lose a little bit more if you fail. Sure, why not? (laughs) 20. I rolled a 36, and I have a... I rolled a 36, and I have 36. That's actually... All right. I definitely failed that with a 76. Okay. Johnny and Father Flint both passed then, and you won't lose any sanity points. You've seen plenty of dead animals. Jeremiah, give me a D3 sanity loss. I got a three. It, at that moment, I'm probably like, oh shit, that tail just moved. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, what? Are you, what? What moved? How how close how close was I to that table? Like, could I have like been so startled that like I knock it over and like push it away? Yeah, you're right next to it. You want to do that? Like just like swat it. Yeah. It's out of sight now, Jeremiah. But you can still barely detect this scratching sound on the floor. It seems to be moving away from you. What? Do you hear that? Now I hear it now, baby. What the fuck is that? And with that, let's cut back up to the lobby where Ellie and Lance are waiting. The two of you have observed some light activity from Nina and Isabel, kind of walking back and forth from the kitchen a couple of times. Otherwise, everything's pretty quiet. You haven't heard anything from beyond the door where your friends have gone. And 
as a bit of time has passed, I will ask each of you to give me a spot hidden roll. 19. Which is good because I rolled at 87. Okay, that is good. And Ellie, you're going to notice that the last time Isabel and Nina enter the kitchen area, it's taken them a while to come back out. And when you realize this, if you keep looking through the glass window on that door, you'll know that there's no movement coming from inside the kitchen. Uh, but wait, except for a hinged door all the way through the kitchen, and it seems to be swinging back and forth a bit. Like, a, are they trying to get away? Yeah, you might suspect that at this point. We should follow them. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> part, part of me feels like we should wait for the everyone to get out of the basement. Or hell, we could just chase them. I don't know. <laughs> okay. They're fine. They'll be okay. I'm not worried about them. <laughs> yeah, you stayed back because you didn't have hit points. Yeah. But, oh well. Uh, what does Old Miss Knowledge tell you about how fast those camels were that they released? I think camels are slightly slower than horses. What? But it's a 20-foot camel. <laughs> this isn't just a regular camel. Well, he's a 10-foot camel, but he does have a long stride, so let's say Eric's about as fast as a horse. I think he's faster, but... What if... Okay, what if we did this? What if Lance goes to fetch the animal, and I go on foot to try to chase them, and he can, like, come up from behind? Okay. And I can always, like, do a a gymnastics act to get on the <laughs> horse if I need to. Heck yeah. Like a little <laughs> swing you up. I've done that before and it worked. So. <laughs> yeah. Ellie can just always do that on cue now. So then Ellie walks through the kitchen area and it's a really nice kitchen. Not that you're taking it in really, but you follow a tile path to the back door and that has stopped swinging by now. Ellie is going to see Isabel and Nina are running on foot, and they're far ahead, but you can see them clearly. They look to be running in the direction of this enormous house, and the view of this grand house has been mostly obscured by the buildings in Olvido, but with those behind you now, the size of this place is remarkable. It, it exudes luxury with these tall white walls and a clay-tiled roof. There are two stories. You'd guess this place might contain 30 rooms. And each window on the first floor has a red awning perched over the top. There's this black wrought iron fence around the perimeter. There are even a couple of large trees that must have been transplanted here, along with other shrubbery. Their energy tells me they're trying to find another person to let them know something, not, like, run away. Okay, maybe. I don't know why I'm just making this narrative. <laughs> like, oh, you know what I think they're, what, what their inner monologue is doing right now, but maybe one of them has a broken heart. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, maybe it's not clear if their intent is to, like, just get away from the situation or if they're going to alert somebody. I think that's a good instinct. Hmm, okay, so I guess I need to run after them. Okay, Lance, are you going around the front of the hotel to fetch the camel? Uh, his name's Eric, first of all. <laughs> oh, how improper of me. Are you calling on Sir Eric for assistance here? That sounds good. 
you have this process down pretty well of mounting Eric, but it's going to take some time. And did Lance bring all of his weapons? Yeah, I definitely have all my weapons. There's, n there's no way I go without my weapons. Okay. So Lance has two pistols and a longsword. Do I have anything left? Yeah. Ellie has at least two pistols and a rifle. Oh. Y'all are the two best armed in the whole party. Heck yeah. Lance, as you pull around the building on Eric, you'll see a long, dusty trail stretching out in front of you to this impressive house. To your right, you see the mountains, and to your left, you'll see the gated area behind the corral. And, of course, in front of you, Ellie is pursuing the mother and daughter pair. She's about 30 yards away, but with Eric, you can probably catch them before they reach the house, if that's where they're going. So what will we have to roll for the uh, drive-by pickup? Oh, do you want to try that? Um, that's Might as well, fine. right? Yeah, she has experience. Sure. <laughs> uh, Eric's going to be a little more challenging than a horse because he's, yeah. he's so tall. Yeah, but he's Eric. I'm going to ask for a dex roll from Ellie and a strength roll from Lance. But Ellie, you'll need a hard success due to Eric's height. All right. A five. Oh, my gosh. And I rolled a 20. <laughs> That's extreme success for Ellie and hard success for Lance. This is going to be flawless. Your party should really start a traveling show. So describe this maneuver to me. What does it look like? I'll uh, lower the sword down to pull Ellie up. Well, I mean, does it have a scabbard? <laughs> uh, it must, right? You've been carrying this thing around for a long time now. I really don't want Ellie to lose her hands after Alex rolled extreme success. Yeah. <laughs> so are you riding hard after Isabel and Nina then? I think we are, right? If they're on foot. Yeah, I mean, are they going toward the house or are they going and like looking like they're leaving town altogether? They're running in the direction of the house. They may run straight past it. That's not clear. Okay. Yeah, we need to keep going. Lance, you continue to push Eric hard and you're gaining ground fast on Isabel and Nina. But between them and Eric, this dust from the ground begins to twist and curl. Yeah, it's really picking up and creating this whirling vortex of dust and rocks. Is it Dust Devil? <laughs> You don't see anything resembling Dust Devil the man here, but you probably would describe this as a natural Dust Devil forming over the ground, Lance. But now something clearly is wrong. Something supernatural is happening. The dust, it's... It's beginning to form into this shape. It's not quite a humanoid. It's more of a... a, a demonic figure of ash and dust. You can kind of make out this tormented face. It's churning and filled with hate. And swirling within the form are what you probably have mistaken for rocks at first, but you can see that they look more like bone fragments. The bone dust devil. <laughs> this doesn't seem like it's going to go well. Uh, Alex? Yeah, I never know how to handle these monsters. <laughs> Should we just like, keep going straight at it? Yeah. 
Uh, we'll just charge through it on Eric. Yeah. I feel. I mean, Eric's a twenty-foot camel. Before you charge through, let's see how things are going in the basement. The three of you had discovered some kind of lab table off to your left with medical equipment and chemicals. And, of course, that table was covered in spare animal parts, including that talon, Jeremiah. You're now hearing a bit of rustling behind you from the other side of the room. You could look in the direction of that noise. I think that's what we're going to do. Let's do it. Okay. You turn and approach with that lantern light. And from the floor, you can see a pair of human feet. Oh. Mm -hmm. Fuck. And one of them is being gnawed at by a rat. (laughs) Oh, boy. The rat scurries away just after sensing that light. Mm -hmm. But you're looking at the body of a man. And he's strapped to a chair that might remind you of the operating chair in Dr. Zamora's office in Las Cruces. This man's pants are soaked through with this mix of dried and fresh blood. (laughs) Okay, and? His exposed torso shows this leathery skin that's covered in scars of varying sizes and ages. Some of the cuts are clean. It looks like they were made with surgical precision. Others are rough, more like burns and punctures that you might associate with torture. Ah, fuck. Uh, Jeremiah, you you got some first aid. Can you see if you can do something? Okay. Jeremiah, as you examine the body, give me an intelligence roll. Um, I got a 19. So that's just a hard success. You're noticing a striking resemblance to Nina Fulton. They have the same pointed chin and mousy features. This could be Nina. Oh. Oh. Hey. Hey, this man here looked like that. Like she could be that girl at the front's daddy. Yeah. No, I see it. It looks just like her. That's real eerie. see like, is he conscious at all? Do you want to do first aid? I, I, yeah, I reckon I'll try. And I rolled a 96 against an 80, so not great. Okay, 96. You are 80, so it's not a fumble. You're very good at first aid, typically. Yeah, and I only have 13 luck, so... Can you describe what you tried to do in the way of first aid? Uh, like kind of, uh, holding the lantern up to his eyes to see if I get a reaction. So you're saying to push it, maybe? Should we? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll push that roll. Okay. Your first attempt was holding the lantern up to his eyes, and that didn't seem to reveal anything helpful. What are you doing differently now to push this roll? Well, I think now to see if he's with it, I might, like touch his finger to the heat of the lantern to see if I get him to, like, jump or, like, wake up a little bit. Give me a first aid roll. Uh, this isn't gonna go well. Come on. Yeah, and I got a 36. That's a hard success. And, Jeremiah, when you touch the metal piece above the flame of your lantern to this man's fingertip, his eyes and mouth fully open 
And he screams as though he's releasing the pain from a lifetime of torture. Let's head back to the trail with Ellie and Lance. (laughs) Okay, the two of you were picking up a head of steam, riding Eric into this dust devil. As Eric approaches the dust, it does begin to disperse as though it's going to let you pass through. It loses its form for the moment. However, as you ride in closer, the dust surrounds you. Now, I'm not going to let you fight back. One, because it's dust. And two, more importantly, because you rode right into this with no caution. But I will give you an opportunity to dodge. Can both of you give me that roll? 52. That's a fail for Lance. 44. Oh, and Ellie failed on 20 as well. Eric is galloping along as the dust closes in around the two of you. The dust and bone fragments are filling your mouths and your noses and your ears and even your eyes. This feeling is suffocating. You can't breathe. You can't see. You've lost all of your senses. Give me power rolls. Uh, I rolled a 71. That can't be good for Lance. It's not a success. All right, so I'll just use uh, 20 of my luck. Do you really want to spend that much luck? (laughs) I mean, I have 89 luck, so... Okay, Lance, this dust overwhelmed you, but... Lucky for you, your body is rejecting it, and you're retching up mouthfuls of dust and bone fragments and rocks, and you're coughing all of this back out. Wait, am I not doing the same thing, though? Is this only happening to Lance? Well, give me your power roll, and we'll find out. Yikes. 91. Ooh. You don't have the luck to fix that, Alex, for Ellie. Yeah, your power's only 50. The dust seems to dissipate, Ellie, and that suffocating feeling begins to ease. You didn't cough any of it out. It's almost as though you've absorbed the dust. And as this is happening, any remnant bits of swirling dust and bone fragment fall to the ground harmlessly beneath Eric's pounding hooves. Uh, just just hold on, Ellie. We're almost back to the house. Yeah, you can keep pressing toward the house. Unfortunately, Lance, you did see Isabel and Nina heading around the side of that building, and the dust devil just slowed down Eric enough so that they could beat you there. Oh, that's not good. There are some openings in this iron perimeter gate. Do you want to ride all the way up to the house? Uh, we're going straight in the front door. What do you mean? Right in the front door. Yeah, let's do it. You can ride Eric all the way up to the house and maybe tie him to one of the pillars that frames the large red double doors. I'm probably going to just try to open the door first, see if it's unlocked. Okay, Lance, you try the door and it is locked. All right, I'm going to knock. Do you need a strength roll for that? No, you're pretty good at knocking. 
<laughs> Should we use his head? You knock on the door, Lance, and after a few moments, you hear footsteps on the other side. They sound like heavy boots. The door opens slowly inward, and a man in a fine, tailored black suit is grinning at the two of you. Well, Ellie and Lance, aren't you two adorable together? I wasn't expecting y'all for a couple of days. You're all dusty. Come on inside now. We have so much to catch up on. And of course, this is Colin Brock. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content, and special programming, please join our wolf pack at patreon.com slash ain't slayed or subscribe to ain't slayed nobody plus at apple podcasts nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber see our show notes for full credits and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers thank you and good luck out there